Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we're talking about the importance of your circle and good friends and bad friends and emotional and deep connections and so on and so forth. But before we get into all of that, I just have to share my Disney update. I did go last week and had so much freaking fun. So one thing to note is that I refer to Orlando as a whole as Disney. So when I'm like, I'm going to Disney, I really mean Orlando, but I did go to Disney, but a lot of people were just correcting me like, because I mentioned Universal and they're like, oh, but Universal's not in Disney. And I know that Avi, but I don't know why. I thought that like everybody did that. I feel like I've never heard people say I'm going to Orlando and then in Orlando I'm gonna go to Disney and Universal. They're just like I'm going to Disney and that just means everything that comes within that vicinity. So I don't know why I like grew up saying that and continue to. So a lot of people were 
not necessarily correcting me to be annoying, but giving me the heads up, I think. They probably thought, oh no, I hope she's not expecting to just be at Universal because <laughs> it's not in Disney. But no, we had all the tickets, all the things, all the fun. It was honestly such a good time. What's unfortunate is that it rained the whole time. So we got there Wednesday and it rained from the second that we left the airport. Like when we were still in the airport about to leave, like walking to the parking lot and looking outside the windows, it wasn't even raining yet. But then when we finally made it to the parking garage and were leaving the airport, it started to rain. And it rained from that moment until Friday night. I'm not even kidding. All day Wednesday, all day Thursday. And Thursday was our Magic Kingdom day. So we went to Magic Kingdom in the morning early, spent the whole day there soaked, 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 soaked. I mean, we were going on all the rides and eating and walking around. So we were champs and we stuck it out. But I mean, my feet were soaked in my sneakers. I felt like I was walking on sponges. Honestly, my socks were drenched when we washed and put them in the dryer. They were literally still in the dryer. They were still wet after the dryer. We had to put them in the dryer like three times for my socks to actually dry and everything. We were just drenched. We actually were super smart though because when we were on our way in the morning, well, I can't say we, more like he was super smart. He was like, why don't we stop at Disney Springs? Let's run into a store like Nike or Under Armour, whatever, and see if anybody has a rain jacket, like a windbreaker vibe with a hood, a rain jacket, whatever. So luckily enough, we did. I think we got them from Under Armour. I kind of forget what. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. We went in a few stores because some of them had windbreakers more for running and wind, (laughs) windbreaker, but not to prevent rain. So... We finally found one. The jackets were the best idea because otherwise we were just in t-shirts and the little dollar ponchos. So we would have been frozen. It was just so good. So we had the jackets on the whole day. But I don't think people understand what I mean when I say like it wasn't drizzling. It wasn't misting. It was raining like torrential downpouring the entire day. However, nighttime that day was super unfortunate because there was the supposed to be the Disney Christmas party parade sort of thing which is a whole other ordeal so you get separate tickets for that on top of the park tickets so he got us park tickets for Magic Kingdom during the day to go on all the rides and whatnot but then at night it switches over to a Christmas party that night and you buy tickets again so he spent another like $400 almost on those because it's about $200 maybe a little bit less per ticket and it was canceled because it rained and it was raining too much even though everybody at the park was saying the whole day it's gonna go on rain or shine (laughs) because we were asking the people who work there like is this Christmas party gonna happen tonight but it was raining so bad and they all just kept saying yeah it'll go on rain or shine unless it was a legitimate hurricane like a super dangerous place to be out outdoors but it wasn't I mean it did rain hard and it was raining a lot but they did kind of make it sound like it was going to go on still it only was going to be canceled if it was like really really scary and bad out and it was just really disappointing because 
we were standing there for so long waiting for this Christmas party to happen. They just kept saying, it's going to be delayed. It's going to be delayed. It's going to be delayed. And then so long after it was canceled. For us, we, yeah, we felt bad, but we really felt bad for the families that were there because there were parents with like four little kids and everyone is just so uncomfortable standing in the rain and there were grandparents with their grandchildren and seeing them all just stand there and trying to hold their spot to see the Christmas party and parade for hours. I mean, for us, we kept moving around. We we just, we weren't, we didn't care that much to have the best view. So we would go in somewhere, go under an awning. We would try to find somewhere to sit. So we did keep kind of moving around, but there were families standing there for so long hours just waiting for the Christmas party and it did not happen and of course there's no refunds on that so that was really unfortunate but of course we made the best of it and we had such a good day and then like I said it rained even the next day it rained on Friday which was our universal and islands of adventure day and it was raining but it was okay because you know we had those jackets that I said we bought Thank God he was smart enough to think of that. And most of the rides are indoors. So that was pretty good. Harry Potter and all that. You're not really outside as much as I feel like we were outside at Magic Kingdom. So definitely made the most of that. It worked out. Saturday we went to Epcot. Had so much fun and it was nice out. Thank God it did not rain on Saturday because we were outdoors the entire time. That one I feel like would have sucked if it rained because we were outside eating. Epcot is when you go like around the world and whatnot. So we were eating, we were drinking. That was pretty cool because it was actually my first time at Epcot, I'm pretty sure. If I did go, I must have been so little because I don't remember it. But definitely in my young adulthood days and to now, I've certainly never been there. So That was a lot of fun to go for the first time. And Sunday we left and went home and it was the most beautiful day. (laughs) Why does that always happen? I feel like every time I go on vacation, the day I'm leaving is the nicest day. It was beautiful out. It was hot out. We didn't have our jackets. (laughs) So that was annoying. But at least we had nice weather for the plane ride home. Sometimes I would rather it rain while I'm there than rain while I'm on the plane because I hate like scary flight situations as I'm sure most people do. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was our first solo trip together. First time on a plane together. We did go away over the summer, but it was a friend group thing and it was only about like four or five hours away from home so that was a long drive kind of vibe so this was our first real like test you know (laughs) the first real vacation saying test just reminded me of love island when they're like i just we have to have a test we haven't had a test yet but he is not allowed to be testing with other women nor am i going to be testing with other men like they do in love island we test with plane rides and a trip to disney (laughs) and we passed the test so it all worked out And yeah, we're going away again for New Year's. So a lot is happening. Quarter four is amazing. A lot to look forward to. And yeah, I just wanted to share that update because a lot of you girls were like, I love Disney. I go to Disney. And I got a lot of messages and comments of people excited for me and just sharing their recommendations and suggestions. So I actually met 
one girl in the Fabletics store. We did go shopping at in Disney Springs and we went to Fabletics and one girl came up to me and she was like, oh, you're Victoria. I watch your TikToks. I, I see all your stuff. I've been following you for a while. So that was pretty funny because it just reminds him of how freaking cool I am. I did This did happen once before. I think it was our second date actually. So way back when in February, the waitress, she, you know, she kept kind of coming over, obviously, as waitresses do. It's quite literally her job. But she very much enjoyed coming over to our table. And then at the end of the dinner, like later on, she was like, yeah, I actually know who you are. I follow you on TikTok. I love all your videos. So that was funny because, again, that was only the second date. So he probably was like, ooh, she's cool. Or he was like, oh, God, what am I getting myself into with this girl? But yeah, so Disney Springs was the second time that happened. And I will say, it is a little bit of a humble brag. I do feel like it's quite a flex. Not because of my own ego, but just because I want to make sure he knows I'm freaking cool, okay? Girls love me. And trust me when I say I love you girls just as much. It makes me very happy when I meet you all. I'm always like, make sure you message me. I want to be able to put the face to the account. You know, I want to know who you are because I reply to people but obviously I don't know who they are so I don't even really know what most people look like that I connect with on (laughs) TikTok comments Instagram messages I try to answer everybody honestly I really do so if I ever meet anyone definitely introduce yourself so we can have more of an actual like personal relationship there so that's the debrief that's the deal Now let's talk about the importance of your circle. And as you girls know, I love a quote. And I do tend to butcher quotes. But I hate butchering quotes. So I hope that I don't butcher this one. (laughs) I hope that I get this one right. But this topic, this episode really... Well, honestly, it came to be a while ago because I just love talking about platonic friendships like platonic relationships as well and friendships because I really believe that when women have standards for romantic relationships and dating they don't put enough of that same energy into friendships and platonic relationships so I do like to talk about it and make sure that it's clear but this quote in particular is one that always stuck with me as someone who is an over explainer And the quote is actually about romantic relationships because how it's really said is make sure your partner, but I'm going to change it to make sure your circle because we're talking about, like I said, friendships and whatnot. So make sure your circle speaks your language so you don't have to spend your life translating your soul. Now the real quote is make sure your partner speaks your language so you don't have to spend your life translating your soul. But that truly applies to all the relationships in your life, romantic or not. It is so, so, so important to be connected with people that you are compatible with, that you are like-minded with. Friends that don't make you feel like you have to constantly defend yourself or explain yourself. Like I said, this quote in particular really hits for me because I am an over-explainer. 
I always want to get my point across. I always want to make sure people understand where I'm coming from. I'm somebody who really sees the bigger picture about things. And when people are very small minded or they see things as just like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter anyway. It didn't work out like this. It didn't work out like that. It's not a big deal. I'm like, no, no, no. But the bigger picture is this. Like, this is why it's a big deal. It's not about what did or didn't happen. It's about the intention of what was supposed to happen. And there are so many different situations that you can relate that to, but one of which that I'll use for example is not being invited somewhere and more specifically not being invited somewhere that you actually couldn't go. So what I mean when I say that is if someone plans something or does something and they don't invite you, and you find out from other people and you actually can't go anyway, you have something else going on, but you're still offended or upset or insulted that you were not invited. And that person's like, yeah, but you couldn't come anyway. Well, that's not the point. I'm not gonna not be upset because I couldn't go anyway. I'm gonna be upset because you didn't invite me. You didn't think of me. You didn't know I couldn't come. It would be different if you said, hey, I know you can't come, but I'm having this thing on this day, just wanted to let you know and put it out there. But that's not the case. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so 
confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me and now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. You didn't know I couldn't come. You chose not to invite me. It just so happened that I couldn't come and it kind of worked out in your favor. So that to me is the bigger picture. And that to me is why I tend to be an over explainer because I always see things for the bigger picture and the intention and, and the real feeling behind it. So for me, I really, really, really value those friendships where, like I said, you speak the same language because otherwise you're constantly going to have to translate your soul. You're going to have to constantly explain where you're coming from, explain your mindset, explain your heart. And that's not to necessarily say that you and your friends have to be exactly alike because that's not necessarily always going to be the case. I have my best friends and we have completely different personalities. We have different things that we are passionate about, different things that we really care about, different ways that we would handle situations. But what it comes down to is that we're connected emotionally, that soul connection, because our values are aligned. We're compatible emotionally. We have the same morals. We have similar feelings. So we're cut from the same cloth in that sense. So even if we act a little different and have different different personalities, one might be more outgoing, one might be more reserved, one might be more confrontational, one might be a little bit more easygoing. But at the end of the day, our hearts are aligned. So we're not constantly in that cycle of not understanding each other or miscommunication. Just because we're different in personality doesn't mean that we constantly have confusion or miscommunication. No, that all comes down to having a deeper bond. And the truth is, sometimes I think people don't even want to get you. I think some people are not interested in understanding you. They're just like, they couldn't be bothered, whether it's that they're more self-absorbed or whether it's just that they're, they're just simply not your person. You know, there could be so many different reasons. But I've definitely had to remove people from my life over the years who just don't get me, will never get me, have no interest in trying to understand me. Then that's not my person. And the truth is, I used to call those people bad friends. But as I've gotten older, I learned something that I, I think really could be true. Now, this is my own perspective. I've never heard anyone say this before, but I actually think bad friends don't exist. I don't think that there is such a thing as a bad friend. I think if there's someone that you consider to be a bad friend, then they're just simply not your friend. A friend is a friend. A friend is a friend to you. (laughs) I'm using the word to describe the word. But a friend is someone you can trust and rely on. Someone who has your back. More importantly, someone who has your best interest at heart. Someone who has good intentions, good intentions with you, good intentions around you. 
someone who treats you good, someone who is honest with you, and someone who's happy for you, and someone who just gets you, or even if they don't get you, they know you. So they're like okay with maybe not understanding. Maybe they're not going to agree with every single thing you do. Maybe they'll think that you're wrong in some situations and they won't get where you're coming from. They, they'll say, I, I just don't agree with that. But they'll know you and they'll appreciate you. And they'll know that even if you don't agree, they'll love you just the same. And if they're not those things, if they're two-faced, if they're jealous... They talk behind your back, manipulative, put you down, make you feel bad about yourself. If they leave you out, if they exclude you, they are not your friend. I don't think that they are a bad friend. I think you can't have a bad friend. You can't be a friend to someone you don't like. You can't be a friend to someone you don't respect. You can't be a friend to someone that you're jealous of. So they're not a bad friend to you. They're just not your friend. They're just a person that you let in your circle. So that's why your circle is so important that you vet these people, that you, you know, evaluate these people, that you're sure of these people. Because your circle, I don't care whether it's big or small, but all I care about is the quality of it you could be someone who has two friends you could be someone who has 20 friends it's not to say that you can't have 20 good friends you could just as much as you could have one or two good friends that's fine whatever everybody has their own thing but it's important that you're sure all of these people are like I said that type of friend who has good intentions and whatnot because if you welcome someone into your circle that's poisonous or toxic It's going to be like mold and it's going to transfer around. Imagine a fruit basket or a bowl of lemons and say that there's 12 lemons in there and one gets molded and rotted and it's leaning on a second one. Then that one's going to get molded and rotted and so on and so forth because they're all touching each other. They're all leaning on each other. Figuratively, literally, they're leaning on each other. So that mold and toxicity is going to spread around because of the one bad one that was welcomed in the bowl or in the basket or in your circle. So it's really important that you realize how valuable your circle is, how much it will affect you, your life, your other relationships, your other friendships. And speaking of other friendships, what I realized was how much I was discrediting my actual friends and my true friends by calling other people a bad friend. Because think about it. It's really calling someone a bad friend actually is minimizing the value of the word friend as a whole. The entire value of the word friend goes to shit when you're calling someone a bad friend. So how can I compare one of my good friends to one of these not so good friends that I'm welcoming in my circle and saying, I'm friends with both of these people, but one is good and one is bad. No. One is a good friend, a best friend, someone I love that loves me and understands me and so on and so forth. And then someone else 
who doesn't care about me or doesn't treat me the way I deserve to be treated. So I can't put them next to each other and say they're both my friend, but one is good and one is bad. I just, I realize that I feel like I'm discrediting all the true friendships I have and the word friend as a whole when you call a shitty friend a bad one. Especially when you think about those friends who, you you know when you feel like they don't even like you? I feel like we've all been there. We've all been in friend groups. We've all been in situations where we have a friend that we're like, I don't even think this person likes me. That person who when you're with them, they just make you feel some type of way. You get tense. You get weird. You feel like you can't be yourself around them. You feel like they judge you. And then you're sitting there like, I'm just so confused though. I didn't do anything to this person. You know deep down that you didn't do them wrong. You know you didn't hurt them. You know you haven't intentionally done anything to them. So you're confused because you're thinking, I feel like she doesn't even like me, but I don't know why or I don't know how. Maybe I'm overthinking. Maybe I feel insecure. I don't know. But the truth is, no. You don't get that feeling for no reason. Someone who likes you or loves you isn't going to make you feel disliked or unloved. Your intuition is going off and your gut has that feeling and it's telling you something for a reason. You need to trust that. If you genuinely feel like someone does not like you to the point where when you're with them you can't even be yourself, you have to try to appease them or be somebody else just to fit in, I'm going to be honest, they probably actually don't like you. Point blank. This is why having boundaries is so important. And this is why being honest with people is so important. Because if you have that sort of friend group, and I'm not saying that you have to necessarily remove yourself from the entire friend group just because of one bad seed. But if you have that type of friend group where there is that one person who just rubs you the wrong way, makes you feel disconnected, You have to set a boundary around that person. You have to be honest with everybody else around you and make it be clear why you don't want to show up to certain things because you don't have to go to everything. If it's going to be at that person's house, you don't have to go. If it's going to be for that person's birthday, you don't have to go or whatever the case might be. There could be certain situations where you just say, you know what, I'm not going to show up to that or I'm not going to participate in this specific group chat because I feel like I can't really speak my mind in here I feel like I'm gonna get judged you have to really know what works for you and what doesn't and I always say honesty in friendships is so important because that's when you can actually communicate those things with people what works for you and what doesn't that's when you can actually communicate I don't enjoy spending time with this person because of x y and z or you don't make me feel comfortable because of x y and z or This is when you really hurt my feelings because you said this or that. It's just being direct. It's not even necessarily being confrontational because a lot of people don't want to be confrontational. No one really wants to get in arguments. At least I don't think they do. People most of the time don't actually enjoy arguing with people or being involved in drama. So it's not about that, but it's more so about making your feelings known So that people can at least try to treat you accordingly. If you can at least express your needs and your boundaries and your feelings and whatnot. Then if they do care even a little bit then they will try to honor that. 
And it's not to say that everyone's going to start living their life according to your needs. Not at all. So make sure you remove those expectations. But at least they'll know not to speak to you a certain way or certain things may rub you the wrong way. Certain jokes don't aren't funny to you. Maybe you're a little bit more sensitive. Whatever it might be for you. I don't know what it is that makes people feel like high standards should only apply to men and romantic relationships. I get it if you're planning on being in a relationship with someone or being married to someone, living with someone, having kids with someone, you're going to have high standards. That's all valid. That's all true. What I don't get is why people don't have that same mindset when it comes to their friend group. There are different types of emotional bonds. There are different types of soulmates. There are different types of emotional connections. Now for me, I think people have asked me on Q&As and whatnot, like, do you believe in multiple soulmates and whatnot? Romantically, no, I really don't. That's just how I am. I feel like you, everyone only has one true soulmate romantically, love of their life. I don't really think, in my opinion, that people could have multiple loves of their life. I don't know. Maybe it's just my experience. Maybe it's just how I feel. I don't necessarily think that it's right or wrong. That's just my take on it. However, aside from that romantic connection, I do think we can also have platonic soulmates, friends, like your girlfriends and whatnot. I don't think that they counteract each other. I don't think one outweighs the other. I think you have your one true love romantically that you're going to live with and grow old with and whatnot. But I do think that people don't see or place that enough importance on a platonic soul connection. But when you have that and when you have high standards around that, those relationships ground you. They really humble you. They bring you down to earth. They water you. You water them. And you guys grow alongside each other. So that to me is just as special and important. Because it's in... Uh, what's the right word I want to say? Like it's kind of parallel to your relationship. Not to say that you should be going to them for problems that you have in your relationship and having other people help you fix your problems in relationships no of course not but again it goes back to that grounding and bringing you back to earth I can think about how many times where there's been something that I was thinking I wanted to say or a text I've wanted to send and I go to my friends to see did you ever go through something like this how did you handle it what worked for you And then they're able to let me realize maybe that thing isn't the priority. What's the bigger picture? What's the bigger reason? Or what's the motive here? What do you want to get out of this? What's the goal? It's having a solid support system of healthy people all around you. Both romantically and platonically. And I think with friends like that, you both know how to treat each other. And you know what the other needs and deserves in a friendship. It's not to say that you would put expectations on that person, 
But I think you both have an equal level of respect for each other where you know how to treat that person. So the good thing is when you actually uphold those friendship standards and weed out the other people, you know, those quote unquote bad friends who are not actually friends, if you actually weed out those people that you realize are not your friends at all, you lower your expectations on them or you remove your expectations altogether. How I said, that person is not your friend. So if you still associate them as a friend, if you're like they're a bad friend and you're giving them a friend title, you probably have a little bit of expectations on them because you have expectations on friends in general. So you expect them to treat you better. You expect them to know better. You expect them to invite you places. You expect them to include you. You expect them to respond to your texts. And so on and so forth. You have expectations around this person because you still label them as a friend. But what's happening is that you're constantly disappointed by them because of it. Because you have those expectations on them and they almost never meet those expectations, you're always disappointed by that person, which is why you just keep realizing over and over that they're not a good friend. They're not a good friend. But now you can remove those expectations altogether. You won't expect them to invite you. You won't expect them to include you. You won't expect them to treat you properly. You won't put them on a friendship pedestal and you won't be disappointed when they do you wrong because you'll just assume that they will. They will do you wrong. They've done it before. They'll do it again. Remind yourself that you are the company you keep. So think back to that lemon bowl or fruit basket analogy of the mold and the toxicity and how it spreads. You are a byproduct of your environment. You are the company you keep. You ever hear when they say misery loves company because two miserable people love to bond together? No one bonds better than two people who share a dislike for someone. No one bonds better than two people going through a shitty time where they can relate and it's just one miserable love fest right there so ask yourself what kind of company do you want to keep hang out with five millionaires you'll be the sixth hang out with five gossipers you'll be the sixth it's up to you to decide what type of circle you're gonna have and what kind of environment you're gonna have remember you're a byproduct of your environment so is your environment positive negative is it helpful is it hurtful Do you feel like you could be yourself around these people? Do you feel awkward around certain people? Do you feel judged if you're yourself so you have to accustom to somebody else? Right now as you reflect is really the time to analyze and dig deep on your self-awareness. Your internal self-awareness, your external self-awareness. That internal self-awareness is who you know you are deep down in your core and in your gut. And that external self-awareness is simply a matter of you staying true to it. It's simply a matter of you being yourself, you owning who you know you are. So the internal is knowing who you are and the external is acting on it and staying true to it and standing by it. So now as you really reflect on that, decide who am I? What do I want for my life? What do I want for myself? Do I own that? Do I... Stay true to that. And if you feel that you have to change your environment, 
then do it. There's no better time than now. I mean, right now, we actually are in the best time. We're closing out 2023. We're soon enough about to start 2024. So you could start the new year fresh. You could get your ducks in a row, figure out what you're going to do come the new year. Have some, what are they called? Re- revolu- revelations? What, what the hell? Resolution? New year resolution? <laughs> oh my god, revelation, resolution, revolution, whatever the heck it's called. Decide. Decide now. Am I happy with my environment or do I need to change my environment? Am I happy with my circle or do I need to change my circle? How is the company that I keep? Are they uplifting or do they bring me down? Can I be myself or am I constantly just trying to fit in? So reflect on that. Reflect on yourself. Reflect internally. And then really take a good look at your friendships. And make sure that instead of being nitpicky, you're thinking from an abundant mindset. Instead of thinking about what people don't do or where they lack, think about where they're great, what they do right, what what value they do bring, what value they do add. That's when you'll know, does this person even add value to my life or not? That right there could answer all of your questions. Everyone that's in your life should add some sort of value. That doesn't have to mean that they do things for you or they give you things. It just means that they have a place where they make things better or they make you better or they make you feel good. I could even think about friends who I barely see. You don't have to be a high-maintenance friend. You don't have to have high-maintenance friends. I, I have plenty of friends who I barely see. Maybe a couple times a year we get together. But even if we don't get together, we text every now and then. We FaceTime every now and then. We might not text every day. We might not talk on the phone every day. We might have to do a year-long catch-up every now and then. But there's still a value in that friendship because you actually appreciate them and they actually appreciate you. They know you, they water you, like I said, they support you and vice versa. It's really important to note too that high maintenance friends aren't necessarily the best friends. If, if they need to hear from you every day, if they need to text with you every day, if they lack boundaries altogether, if they don't respect your boundaries whatsoever, they're probably not the best type of friend either. I think a lot of people get really fixated on who they talk to the most. Oh, I talk to this person every day. Oh, they quadruple text if they don't hear from you in five seconds. That's not necessarily what defines a good friend. You could talk all the time and still have a surface level relationship. Do you actually have deep conversations? Do you have a true emotional soul connection? Or are you just talking every day about what color the sky is and how's work and what are you eating and what's going on and just surface level stuff, drama and TikToks and whatnot. You're obviously not going to have deep conversations on a daily basis, but to me, I really think that the value in a true friend comes from someone who you know you could be real with and you know you could dig deep with if and when that time comes, even if you're not talking on a daily basis, even if you're not catching up every week and up to date on everything that they have going on. And I'm not necessarily saying either that a high maintenance friend is a bad friend because 
they could be a good friend. They just might really not have any boundaries set in place for themselves. Therefore, they don't really understand when other people have boundaries. So for them, they might be that type of person who needs to hear from you to validate your friendship. So like I said, it's important to really reflect and figure out the good and the bad by looking at it from an abundant mindset. Because you might have that friend who you love dearly and you might say, yeah, we're just a little different in that way. They're, they're a lot. They need a lot of attention. I don't. And that's fine. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of that friend. Just because of that, you could still see all of the other good assets and, like I said, value that they bring in other ways. But I will promise you that there is nothing better than having a like-minded environment and a like-minded community to engage with and to confide in and rely on and express yourself to. So with that being said, I did just want to put it out there. If you haven't heard already in the ads, my group chat, the Confidence Club, honestly is the place to be. It is the best. The girls love it. They're constantly talking about how this is the most like-minded, high vibrational, positive girl gang that they've ever been a part of. And it is small. It's not like there's 20, 30, 40, 50 people in it. There's less than 20 people at it, in it at all times. So you definitely get your needs addressed. You definitely are involved. You definitely get a lot of attention. We're talking every single day on a daily basis, whether it's an open discussion of you needing advice or needing to talk about something or whether it's a specific discussion on a certain topic or some journal prompts that I said, sent or some questions that I sent for you to answer or some worksheets that I had you fill out. So we talk about a lot. It is a, a big hybrid of open discussion to a more guided discussion. But regardless, you're getting a lot of support on a regular basis from me as your mentor, your daily mentor with daily chatting in a group chat, monthly calls and whatnot. And aside from me, just the group in general, just a lot of like-minded girls. It's a really amazing group. So you can go to victoriaalario.com. The link is in the show notes to join that. It is called the confidence club again and yeah that's that and that is all that we have for today so i just had to throw that out there so thank you girls so much for listening until next time girls hey i'm charlene joint and you may remember me from season 18 of the bachelor and this is my husband andy hello together we host dear shandy a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure aka bachelor needs not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land so we're told but we even bring on your favorite couples from bachelor nation for live double dates subscribe to dear shandy we guarantee belly laughs razor sharp advice and to never take ourselves too seriously 